y'all. Welcome to the Honest to Goodness podcast, where we give you our honest opinions on good entertainment. I'm your host, Carrie, and I'm again joined by my lovely friend, Nicole, from the Swing My Heart podcast. And hey, we're back. <laughs> Long we're time back to see. I know, right? Yeah. Actually, we might be recording these on the same day, but when this one comes out, I will be in Disney. I have never been to Florida, much less Disney. So I'm really excited for that. Um, should be should be interesting, if nothing else. The the ground I'm going with is like a huge Disney. Yeah. Buff. Like I, I enjoy Disney, but I'm nowhere as into it as mm-hmm. she is. Um but I'm like, she's like, oh, you're gonna have so much fun. And she's like telling me all this different stuff, and I'm like. I'm, I'm not so sure I'm going to have as much fun at the park as I am going to be having fun watching her thinking I'm having fun. So yeah. <laughs> I think the, uh, I think the watching her is going to be more fun for me. Yeah. But um, Also another little thing um, is that um, I'm going to be meeting up with another friend that I have never gotten to meet up with in person. Uh, this was not a podcast friend, Hannah. <laughs> hey, I actually did try to meet up with Hannah while I was out filming. Oh. When, I was, when I was driving from Indiana to North Carolina, I drove through West Virginia and I actually reached out to her about meeting up and uh, I wasn't able to, like I wasn't going to be able to on my way through, but uh, on my way back, I was like, hey, you know, if you're anywhere within a couple of hours of this, you know, we could try to meet up. And she was going to be out of town. She was like out of town. Aww. both, So we weren't able to meet up. But hey, I at least tried. Yeah. <laughs> Although yeah. actually, it's a good thing we didn't plan to meet up because I ended up coming straight home from North Carolina yeah. instead of driving back to Indiana. But oh well, I would have still made it work. Would have still made it work. But it did end up working out, but um, this friend is actually a hardy. That's actually how I met her. Was on Twitter um, during the uh, live tweeting for a December bride. Oh, I think I know here. Yes, and uh, she and I, I, n- I never really replied to people that I didn't know. Like I, I, mm-hmm. I'm just funny that way. Uh, but this one girl said something about uh, like, oh, I love Gene Kelly or something because there were a couple of like classic movie references yeah. in the movie. And I, I responded to her. I was like, oh, me too. And we, we started going back and forth and then we started like messaging each other and whatever. And uh, we have been friends ever since. So I don't remember what year that was, but that's been, geez, probably, it's been several years. <laughs> uh, December several years. Bride came out, I believe, 2016 maybe i was thinking it was somewhere around six years yeah um and she is team lucas but i don't hold that against her we have discovered though that we can't we can't talk about when calls the heart because we can never agree oh my goodness because she just loves chris mcnally and i love kevin mcgarry and like 
you know she thinks Chris is like the most handsome thing in the world and I'm like I'm sorry like, he's cute but I prefer Kevin and she doesn't find Kevin that cute so I mean like even just as actors we can't talk about this so 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 we've discovered we can't talk about when calls the heart we did draw that boundary line uh because we decided it was not worth uh getting into arguments over but um so I found we, we're both big classics geeks and collectors and stuff so uh so we're going to be getting together uh fingers crossed nothing happens to uh prevent that awesome. i don't know when or if i will ever be in florida again but <laughs> so that's where i'll be when this episode comes out um so this episode we're finally finishing up season nine of when calls the heart and trying to get somewhere along the lines of remotely caught up yes. with this podcast <laughs> nowhere near called up but remotely called up um so we're finally on episode 11 so we're in the home stretch we're almost there <laughs> oh man and this episode i know i i still i'm still laughing over the fact that we like just completely gave away stuff in our episode 10 recap because it's like it has been so long since the season finale that we're like just talking about everything and then we're realizing yeah that's like in the finale we're getting stuff away technically it's not a secret anymore for anyone who's prob probably listening exactly but yeah we're we're good it's all good um <coughs> excuse me um Okay, one of the first scenes in this episode is just classic Rosemary with her using. Yes. <laughs> is it today <laughs> simply splendacious? Like, um, if you mean it's the first day without clouds that we've with blue sky that we've had in a while, then yes. <laughs> oh my goodness! And then she <laughs> says, "Kaleidoscopic." Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh and I'm of talking course, about the word puzzles. Interconnected word puzzles. Yes. Um, so that but that that was just like this classic rosemary. And then what was the wasn't there another word that she used like at the end of it? Uh I can't remember. No, I don't have one written down. I can't remember. It seemed like she used another like uh descriptive word when she, she might have. Off. Yeah, but I mean, it was just like so classic Rosemary. And we kind of talked about um, this particular scene in our last episode, but uh, Rosemary is still struggling yeah. to um, allow herself to hope that she is pregnant, yeah. especially now that she's not nauseous anymore. Or nauseated, I should say. Yeah. Um, she's not dealing with the nausea anymore. And Elizabeth's like, that could mean you're progressing. And uh, mm -hmm. Rosemary says, or that I was never pregnant at all. And it's like, I mean, it breaks your heart for her that she is just yeah. struggling so much to allow herself to hope that. But she's like, Elizabeth, you know how long I wanted a child mm -hmm. and that never happened. And she was like, we finally just came to a point where we had to accept 
that was never going to be a part of our lives. And, you know, we're, we're happy in our lives the way that they are. And it wasn't that she doesn't want, she, what was it? She said something about, um, that her heart changed. I think so. I don't have the line written down, but I think she said something about her heart changed. And at this point, like, it's not that she doesn't want children. It's just that she has come to accept that she will never have children. So she has had to change what she wants out of life. She's had to change her focus. She's had to change what her dream in life is and to to just focus on that and to as much as she can get that out of her head or it's going to torture her and so now it's like she's being thrown into something that she had given up on and she doesn't quite know she's not quite ready to believe it yet and uh of course she still has not told lee but i believe this was the scene um was this the scene where uh she tells elizabeth as usual i don't know what i could do without i don't know what i would do without you was that this scene or was that another scene um i think it is this scene if i remember correctly i think it is this scene because there were several conversations between elizabeth and rosemary but um I think I think that was this scene and again we talked about this last episode but just how far Elizabeth and Rosemary have come in their Mm -hmm. relationship and um I remember a while back I don't remember why I was watching something I was re-watching like parts of an episode. It wasn't even the entire episode. I was re-watching part of an episode. And this would have been like right when Lee first got into town. Mm-hmm. And um, that um, just Rosemary at that point. I mean, this is what, season three? Season two is when Lee season first two. Yeah, season two. Um, I should have known that because Elizabeth was in Hamilton when Jack was building the church. And, and the trial that, was going on. Yes. And that at this point, Rosemary is still not quite giving up on Jack. Like, Lee's there. She's interested in Lee, but there's still this side of her that is not 100% ready to give up on Jack yet. And that he's kind of like, you know mentioning lee to her and you know whatever um (laughs) i i had forgotten just how much of like brother and sister jack and rosemary were like i think i think we kind of forget they grew up together and all this kind of stuff there's so much history that i think we kind of forget is there and so now for rosemary and elizabeth to pretty much be sisters at this point i mean they just have that kind of relationship and for rosemary to be watching little jack grow up and just you know that has to hit her at times as somebody that grew up with jack and almost married the man and you know now she has watched 
Elizabeth in her relationship with Jack and then losing Jack and now watching Jack's son grow up. So there's just all of these emotions that come into their relationship Mm -hmm. from Rosemary's side, not just Elizabeth's side. And, uh, but I I just love the bond that the two of them have at this point. And um, uh, like, like you said, I don't like it when they're arguing either. (laughs) It's like, that's it is the whole thing when the two of them are arguing. Jumping a few scenes ahead. Can we talk about Ned and Florence outside the mercantile? Now this was like right before she saw the signs being put up. Mm-hmm. when he's like when she's like I'm sorry if I kept you awake and he was like listen when you are this upset wake me up he was like even if there's nothing I can do at the very least you know I'm a good listener and then skipping ahead more scenes past that oh, so she sees the signs about you know minors right. wanted and jerking down the signs and whatever and uh, but when she goes to the pharmacy and asks him to close up and just come back to the mercantile because she misses him it's like you know know. it's like separation anxiety for her at that point because you know normally Florence is a very independent woman she's fine you know whatever but she is having a lot of emotions going on of losing her husband and in in the mining accident and she needs Ned there with her. She doesn't just need to know he's okay. She needs him there with her at that point. And what was it he said, whether it's across the street or around the world, I miss you too. Yeah. Like he, he is just so precious to her. It is. Yeah. That's what he said. They're, they're the couple we never knew we needed, but we love. Yeah. <laughs> They are so cute. Yeah. Uh, also, can we talk about uh, Lucas and Gustav? Yes. <laughs> yes. I, mean, I, I forget, honestly, that the two of them are cousins, which, <laughs> I'm sorry, that was one of those, where did that come from? And at the same time, it makes total sense. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but the concern that you see on Gustav's face for Lucas throughout this episode is adorable. Yeah. Because it's like, he's normally the, oh, you're annoying type, type guy. Yeah. Like, just rushing up. Do you forget that, or do you just completely ignore the fact that I speak French? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's normally just so his own little person. Yeah. But to see him genuinely concerned for Lucas is so sweet like just just to see that um relationship between them yeah Um, we also get a mention of Tom Travoy in this episode mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm yep I love the I love the dart yeah who used to own the saloon of course Mm -hmm. yeah uh and lucas bought it for a thousand over asking i do remember that yep Mm -hmm. so um but yeah i um i really love that um this was a funny moment when lee is in 
his and Rosemary's office and he says everything's so organized how does she get any work done <laughs> yep and and I, I can't say, I, I can't say anything I have looked for my phone when I was on a phone call I have looked for my keys when I had them in my hand granted I had other stuff in my hand on top of yeah. my key so it wasn't like I just had my yeah. key in my nothing else so I, I am that person so I, I can't really say anything but men seriously are like I've seen these memes where like uh it'll show like this big old field or whatever mm. you know hills whatever and they're like oh look at that deer and it's like half a mile away they see something like that and then they're standing there with the refrigerator door open and the ketchup's right here and they're like where's the ketchup I can't find it you know I mean that's literally how men are so and again i can't really say anything but yeah. it's just like uh how uh yeah um Allie Luke, Robert. yes yes sorry i interrupted you no 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 you're good where did she start calling him wolfie all of a sudden <laughs> i don't know but i loved that what's up i know you? but it, yeah you lost your passenger. Ha ha. Oh, Tell me, me a new one. one. <laughs> yeah. And then when Luke, when, uh, Nathan. when Nathan goes by. You yeah, lost your passenger. Yeah. Dad, I've heard that so many times. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Are you kidding? <laughs> I'm helping Robert deliver the mail. Don't worry. I'm just being a friend. Mm-hmm. I didn't say anything. You two be careful. Yes. Yes, they're so cute. And I love hearing Allie call him dad. Like he he truly is her dad. Like, you know, not biologically, but yeah. in in every sense of the word, he yeah. is Allie's father. Yeah. But it is so sweet. How about Lucas saving Henry's life? That was good timing. It was. Uh, uh but this one hit me when Henry said, you may not have been doing me any favors by pulling me out of the way, but thank you. Like, that's sad. Like, when somebody basically tells you, you should have let me die. Essentially, I mean, that is sad. That is really sad. And I mean, we have seen yeah. Henry going through all of his health issues and now dealing with the mind and whatever. And he's like, you know, basically saying maybe everybody would be better off without me. You know, I mean, essentially that's what he's saying when he yeah. said that. And I mean, that is that is just so sad. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yes, the uh, and the the scene that we're talking about, guys, is Lucas and uh, Henry are standing outside of the oil office. Yeah. Yeah, the gallon petroleum sign is being taken down. I guess they're going to be yeah. putting up a new sign, and the sign slips and starts falling. Oh, and Lucas jerks uh, Henry out of the way to prevent him from getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the very next scene, when Nathan goes into the pharmacy looking for May, let the mm-hmm. pharmacy doors open. He thinks May is back, and it's just Faith. 
what did you think of that scene? Like, what do you think about the whole Nathan fake May triangle that they have put in there? And I hope to goodness they did not continue on season 10, but they probably will. So take the floor. <laughs> I don't even know, honestly. Yeah. It's like, like when he walks in, it's like he's excited thinking May is there and it's a little bit of a letdown that it's just fake. But then you can just kind of see the awkwardness. And I'm sorry, but the way Faith answered him when he asked, had he heard, had she heard from May? And she was like, no, not really. Um, you know, the uh, the last time I heard from her was such and such. Is it just me or was her behavior almost not quite like, I, I don't think she would lie to him, but it was almost suspicious to me of almost a would she actually have told him hmm. if she had heard from me that's a good thought I don't know like, I don't think she did but I don't know just the just the way she answered him to me almost seemed like a no I haven't you know like just almost like she might would have covered up the fact if she had <laughs> because she wants Nathan yeah and may isn't here so you know i I don't know i don't don't really think that of fate but there's just something in her behavior right there that just kind of puts that thought in my head yeah Mm. i'm rooting for may but i just want nathan to be happy so yeah same um i like faith yeah yeah i do too i really (laughs) that poor girl needs a good solid relationship in her life like that poor girl how many men had they put her with she was engaged when she met jack um peter was his name i think mm-hmm, i think so and that they was in season jack but i don't think that was ever really supposed to be a thing um no I think that was just to stir up. Yeah. Man, man, conflict. Yeah. Um, um, see, Peter was in season three. Um, what was the character that Nalmater played? Oh, um, Shane. Yes. That was in season four. And then Carson came along after that. Yeah. It just seems like there's been somebody else in the middle of that. Or maybe I'm just remembering the relationship that Carson had and like kind of throwing that into the mix. Um, But I'm like, that poor girl, they have put her with several different guys, teased her, or I don't know, maybe a way to imagine stuff with a couple other people. And it's just like, she needs to just be able to have a good, I feel like I'm Italian, right? doing the fingers <laughs> uh, if i could talk italian i would yeah. but i can't I'm not even gonna try a good uh, a good man yeah. yeah there you go uh yeah uh I'm like, she just needs to have a good solid relationship in her life i realize the building relationships and everything is a big part of yeah. keeping shows interesting but at the same time, there comes a point where it's like, okay, enough's enough. Give this person somebody and bring somebody else in. Peter, <laughs> uh-uh. Peter yeah. was a no-no. 
yeah definitely definitely but uh he was a little selfish yeah actually a lot of selfish (laughs) definitely um but i love when uh when (coughs) i'm sorry uh when um faith asked nathan if he had heard from may Mm -hmm. and uh you know they kind of have a conversation about that and then he says it's funny may she's as much a mystery to me as the day she rode into town and i think that's part of what intrigues him to her like you know honestly is just the fact that he can't quite figure her out and i'm sorry but everybody knows that men enjoy the chase like that that's part of what they like in a relationship is some I don't know it's a challenge I like a challenge yeah um but um (laughs) when Nathan made the little joke and Faith thought it was funny and he's like everybody always thinks my jokes are corny like at least Allie always says so yeah you know she's like well I thought it was clever Uh you know and uh then of course when uh when he goes in for a checkup and uh she's like how do you sleep and he was like laying down she's like more of your clever jokes he's like "Uh, not if you didn't think it was funny (laughs) (laughs) that was the first scene where i could really see them as a good couple couple. Mm. there's definite um at least what they want us to think yeah yeah is a definite possibility of them being together um that's a that's a definite moment um there when they kind of get lost in each other's eyes um so um yes and then uh you mentioned um us hearing uh tom travoy (laughs) mentioned um minnie Minnie and angela Angela are back mm-hmm yep yep um and then we, t- we talked about uh florence and ned outside the pharmacy yeah. um okay we talked about Allie and robert mm-hmm. um okay um, henry defending fiona um to jerome i love how henry has yeah. kind of taken her under yeah. his wing like he's kind of become a father figure to her mm-hmm. in certain ways and it is it is so precious just to see this side of these men um and okay uh elizabeth sorry were you fixing to talk about elizabeth and rosemary at the salon yeah I love uh that they still do not get to I I don't know I'm glad to like tape my hand down or something I can't stop doing the uh the finger thing um but uh they still do not get to Elizabeth's day of beauty but that that Rosemary's like you know the whole point of this you're always focused on everybody else and the whole point of doing this was to make you relax and just think about yourself for a little while and Elizabeth's like well you know I don't want to do that and she was like on the mm-hmm. other hand you know and you can tell she's like kind of wanting to fix herself up in a way because she thinks Lucas was going to propose to her on her birthday and then he didn't 
So is he having doubts and does she yeah. need to like, do something to, you know, like fix herself up or something to kind of get his attention yeah. again? And Rosemary's kind of like, okay, hold up. You're doing the same thing here that I, that did, I did with the poem. With the poem and you know how wrong I was. And she was like, don't do what I did. Just talk to him. Don't let it drag out. Yeah. And Elizabeth says, no matter what he said, at least I won't have to worry anymore. Yeah. You know, like, um, so, um, okay. We talked about, uh, Faith and Nathan in the infirmary when he goes in mm-hmm. for a checkup. Yeah. And, uh, her whole little thing there. Um, Joseph and Minnie in the cafe and he's organizing the spices alphabetically. <laughs> Men. Pro tip, do not mess with a woman's kitchen. Unless it's your kitchen. Now, I do know some men that are better cooks than their wives. So unless it's your kitchen, do not mess with a woman's kitchen. Okay. Unless she asks you specifically to do something. Like, you know, you can you can clean the dishes or something like that, but do not go reorganizing everything. Yeah. You will regret it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Minnie says, discard spices? Joseph, they were in the way. <laughs> and then, you know, he says, Minnie, nobody uses paprika. Minnie, I do, and this is my kitchen. <laughs> was she making shepherd's pie? I don't know. <laughs> that would be a callback to season three in Charlotte. Yeah. Paprika and lard, like <laughs> I love that scene in season three. I love it. Oh no, <laughs> that's one of my favorite season three moments. Mm-hmm. When she just takes the lard, <laughs> Elizabeth is just like, oh lord, <laughs> and poor Jack eating it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I um, wish we had gotten to see more of Charlotte because I know. I see I miss it. I guess I get it to a degree, but at the same time, like my practical side, y'all say this all the time. I'm too technical for TV. But my practical side is going, Charlotte has never come to visit her grandson. Or she has, and it's just been off camera. Yeah, but I mean, we we don't hear anything about yeah, her. Yeah, we don't hear, yeah. So, I mean, it, it just kind of blows my mind that she would not, it's like she just swooped in and swooped out and was never heard from again. And, uh, obviously, Elizabeth, yeah, obviously, Elizabeth has gone to visit her family and stuff, but, like, we we never hear anything. I don't think we've heard anything about Tom since the wedding, have we? Uh, not that I can remember I would have to go back and watch yeah um and speaking Charlotte of and Tom are in the black hole yeah yeah hopefully we'll see we know we saw a picture of uh Charlotte Hegley Julie yeah as dressed as Julie when it, when uh when I messaged her about it, she said she still could not confirm that Julie would be in season 10. 
So I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means that it's the possibility that she'll get cut out because I don't see them putting her in costume for pictures and her not going to be in it. So unless it's a possibility that she'll get cut out or unless it's just a contract thing of she cannot confirm or deny. But Brian Bird is the one who posted the flipping pictures. So I don't see how that could not no. be. So I'm sure she's in season 10. I'm 99% sure she's going to be in season 10. Because like, it I'm, is her sister's wedding. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Charlotte was so fun to talk to on our podcast. She, she, she is really absolutely crazy. precious. She is. She is so precious. Um, she's one of those people that you want to message every day just to get a word of encouragement or something like she, she, yeah. she's so positive and uplifting and, um, yeah. Uh, so she's she's really good to talk to about that and if y'all have not watched the interview that we did with her you definitely should um but uh let's see um uh, let's see oh we we kind of figure that um minnie's father doesn't really like joseph is it yeah apparently yeah this sounds like a classic case of maybe her family being a little um, a little more upper class, I guess, than Joseph, possibly. I think and, they talk about that. Um trying to find it in my notes. Is it when they go on the picnic? Ow. Uh, well, let's see. Oh, um, apparently her dad offers, uh, Joseph a job. Yeah. Um, and then let me, uh, I know it's in here somewhere. Yeah. Um, they sucked off at the end. Well, it, it's kind of in this episode and in the episode 12 in the finale. Um, yeah, the finale is when they have the picnic in the church. Yes. The uh, the other conversation, uh, Minnie and Joseph's conversation in the cafe, says that she doesn't want to discuss the letter her father wrote for him. Um, Joseph says, what would you like me to say to your father? I don't want you to say anything, at least not till you hear him out. Uh, I already know what he's going to tell me. All that's important is that I'm the provider for this family, not him. Really? And what am I doing here? Minnie, all I meant is that I can support you, Coop, and Angela. Um, so, yeah, I think I think, I think she's more higher class than he. Yeah. And like on the class spectrum. Yes. Yeah. Where her dad is probably like more of an established businessman. And what like she's like from St. Louis, I think. Yeah, like Elizabeth's uh, father, more higher class, more yeah. wealthy. Yeah. And I mean, Elizabeth and Jack went through this because, you know, Elizabeth's father was offering Jack a position in his company. And Jack's like, can you really see me, you know, doing this? And Elizabeth's yeah. like, why not? You know, I think you should at least hear uh, it out. And it's like, sorry, women, do not try to change your man. 
Okay. Like do not try to change. If you are not happy with him as he is, I say that we all try to better each other. Um, when I was in, when I was in Mount Airy, um, my friend Greg Shell and uh, his buddy Chris, three of us would hang out together a lot. And they were picking on me about how, um, what a mama bear I am. And Greg's like, well, if I'm going to be getting nagged, at least it's for a good reason. <laughs> like, you know, they're picking on me about nagging them. But he was like, I will say this. He was like, when you say stuff or do stuff, it's always to better mm-hmm. the other person. He was like, you don't nag just for the sake of nagging. He's like, you're always mm-hmm. trying to look out for somebody or, you know, whatever. You're always trying to improve that person. So we all do it. We all want to pull out a mm-hmm. better side of someone but we need to respect there's nothing wrong with that but you have to respect when someone doesn't want to make a change you think might be good there's a way to trying to figure out how to say this there's a way to um there's a way to bring out the best in someone mm-hmm. without changing who they are I don't know if that makes yeah. sense no, no that was that was very well put that was very well put um uh yeah I would I would that that was that was perfectly worded thank you um Henry Fiona Jerome Arthur and Colin outside the mind Martin mm-hmm. Cummins <laughs> in this scene yes we said it on our podcast for our recap of this episode, but uh-huh. Martin Cummins. <laughs> oh, man. I just have to read the line because it mm-hmm. is, um, or the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Oh. You know, they're talking about the ventilation systems. Uh, you know, they're talking about the ventilation systems and the drainage. Mm-hmm. that Colin outlined in his report Colin says they're troublesome for sure Henry troublesome the safety inadequacies that have plagued this mine since the beginning they're still a major problem are they not Jerome believes that after they went over Colin's map which he believes is a good one he gave him a call to ask him some questions Henry to Colin how much did he pay you, Jerome? Mm-hmm. We can make this mine safe, Henry. You said that you could not make this mine safe. How much did he pay you in exchange for the lives that will be lost here? <laughs> As he throws the papers across the car. I mean, the wow. That's... He is a phenomenal actor oh he is 110 percent 100 phenomenal mm-hmm. um let me see uh and then of course uh lucas and henry are talking about it and uh lucas says that maybe henry would be successful in securing a temporary stay Henry says, and then Jerome would just buy that judge or another inspector. Like he knows Jerome. 
And this is why he took this job because this is why he agreed to manage the mines because he wanted to be the person in this mm-hmm. position to help stop him, to help protect everybody. Jerome's a bit shady. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, uh, Fiona asking uh, Gustav where Henry is. And what was it yeah. he said? Uh, that he and Lucas were in the back with very long faces or something like something that. Like that. <laughs> She's like, okay, I'll come back later. <laughs> yeah. Again, though, to me, you can just see the concern on Gustav's face. Like, he knows there's stuff going on and he doesn't quite know what... Like, I think he knows Lucas not is in trouble, but that there's stuff going on and it's like it bothers him that he can't do anything about yeah you know that he doesn't fully know and what it's just so cute and arthur Um, comes in mm -hmm. and asks if she'd reconsider having a business dinner with him which she Mm -hmm. accepts arthur still at this point is a little mm, like we don't know what he feels shady i would still say shady but I do appreciate that he pulled out his chair for Brianna. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, Lee and Rosemary walk in. And yeah. Lee is trying to talk to Rosemary about Arthur Gilchrist. And, of course, she shuts him down because nobody listens to anybody. Nobody lets anybody complete a sentence. Nobody lets anybody complete a thought. Yeah. Did I mention how absolutely stunning you look tonight? And then Rosemary says, oh, well. A gal can never hear it too much. Yeah. But then when she walks over to Elizabeth and she's like, how was it? She says, well, what did Lucas think when he saw you? you? Was Was he he thunderstruck? Was he absolutely Absolutely gobsmacked? Lucas hasn't seen me yet. Elizabeth, are you hiding? Hiding? (laughs) Elizabeth's like hiding behind the whole paper and everything. Yep. Oh, what is it she says well you stand up and let the world take a glitch because i have never seen, never you, seen look you look more, more glamorous you have you're a beautiful woman inside and out now show yourself off yes please, yes, please. That's what i would like to see <laughs> oh bravo oh, bravo bravo <laughs> how are Let's we going to apart. Them apart or or I, I don't know how yeah, they do whatever it. exactly it was like you can tell elizabeth is just humoring rosemary yeah. at this point it's hilarious yeah but yes the iconic red that she swore she would never wear again yeah um yeah so that was an interesting little callback to season one like i i, it, I wonder what made them decide to go with that like just curious i don't know just curious if there was any kind of significance there or if it just happens to be that they chose a red dress yeah this was another good uh, scene with henry at the oil derrick with colin Mm -hmm. and he's sitting by the fire looking at the photo of himself and christopher and you know colin walks up and henry says few words i don't have the first part of what he says written down but then he says but you being bought off by smith i should have seen that coming colin 
says it was too much to turn down. Henry, every man has his price. Colin, I've got, I've got no life ahead of me, Henry. My breathing will get worse until I suffocate. At least this way, maybe I can die with some kind of comfort. And don't say I don't know what you're going through. I was a foreman once, and you weren't there at Blantyre when 218 of my own men were killed. Henry, is this how you honor them and the men that died there? Or here? Colin, look, when I came here years ago, you cared little about the mines you... Sorry, I messed up. <clears throat> Colin says, look, when I came here years ago, you cared little about the miners you sent down when it was black as pitch and there was hardly air enough to fill a man's lungs. Or have you forgotten that? I haven't forgotten. Mm -hmm. um, and then he almost throws away the money, I believe, that Lucas gave him in the fire. So that's what he gives to Elizabeth to give to Joseph. Joseph in the finale. Okay. Okay. Um I that honestly is kind of a callback to um season one with him with the fire and like burning documents or whatever it was he was burning oh do you remember that yeah was it um because jack comes in like i think it was jack and bill maybe that come in like oh, yeah that was the end of season one when the trial was about to happen i think mm -hmm. and they, they were needing, the they were needing more men for something like were they putting together a posse for something or whatever I think it was like when Bill had gotten there and they were invest and Bill was like investigating the mine. Mm -hmm. And um was there a fire going on or something? Like they were needing more men for something. And I can't think of what it was because like why would they have gone to Henry like needing help and he turns um, them down basically? Um Jeez, this has been too long. Somebody let us know in the comments what the scene was because it's been a while. <laughs> well, if you remember, there was a point in season one, like episode 11 or 12, mm -hmm. when Bill got, I guess the word is jumped by oh, yeah. his men or something. Remember, because he had the, mm -hmm. um, I think his head had like injuries and needed stitches. Yeah. Those two have come a long way too. Yeah. Bill and Henry. Um, and I think we forget a lot of the history between them too, because they had history before Bill ever came to, to Cold Valley with Nora. Oh, geez. Y'all, I seriously need to go back and rewatch this whole series. It has been a hot minute. Nora uh, is in the black hole too. Yeah. Well, she actually gets mentioned in, uh, I think it's the finale, because when, uh, nathan and bill are sitting there talking it's like the back and forth between the clips of nathan and bill talking and florence and fate oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 and nora actually gets mentioned in that yeah um, that's right but yeah i'm um, talking about appearance wise she's yeah yeah um but um, let's see um florence at the salon practicing her ballet 
Yes. That is so sweet. Like where uh where Ned is just like, you know, you need something kind of of your own, aside yeah. from business, kind of to be thinking about and you know, something that makes you happy essentially is what he's wanting her to do. Um, something that's just hers. Yeah. And uh so yeah, it is really sweet how the how the girls show up with well finger foods and whatever and they're all like we're all here for each other you know Uh, and of course I guess it's the next day when she is completely sore and Molly's helping her out around the mercantile Um, and a phone call comes through and uh, Florence is like Molly or uh, yeah Molly be a dear and so Molly goes to handle the switchboard and uh, she's talking like oh hey yeah how are you you know it's good to good to hear from you you know whatever and she connects the call and then she sees Bill riding by and Molly, uh, Florence is like, who was it? And she's like, Bill Avery. I mean, I mean, uh, Carson, Carson Shepherd. Shepherd. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she's like, Bill's health of late. And Florence is like, you never have to explain to me. Yeah. Like, you know, they're, they're so, so sweet. Uh, uh, yeah. They're, they're such an iconic duo. Yeah. Um, yeah I agree. But, uh Lucas and Elizabeth talking about when he rode up to this point that he wants to show Uh her I love and again this is skipping to the next episode but I love when uh y'all we're just gonna talk about this because at this point it's been too long y'all should know this stuff anyway so spoiler alerts if you haven't but you should know it by this point anyway um when Nathan rides out after Lucas and he's like well, Elizabeth said you said uh, you had talked about riding out to such and such, and he was like, everybody likes to think they're the first person to discover this spot, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. But that Lucas says something about uh, living so remote, and Elizabeth at this point is already thinking he's changing his mind yeah. about the two of them, and she's like, is that what you want, you know? And yeah. he's like, no, you know, I have a home here, but yeah. you know. Uh, so the the conversation between the two of them there is just very perplexing for Elizabeth yeah. and as a girl I can understand that <laughs> that spot he mentioned part of me wonders if it's where Jack was going to build the house mm. I don't know but that's another black hole is does Elizabeth still have that land maybe maybe that's where maybe that's where maybe elizabeth and lucas will build a house there that's why yeah that's why i said i wonder if it's the same spot maybe because i I remember there was a hill yeah that seemed like when he anyway it seemed a little more out in the woods than that but i don't know I could be wrong, but I'm just guessing because I do remember there's a hill in that yeah. spot and there are yeah. trees. Yeah. Uh, you know, for some goats and some chickens and <laughs> his blankie. <laughs> <laughs> My mother talks too much. <laughs> she told me about my blankie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how you won't sleep without it. Yeah. Or, or something. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, that was so such a cute yeah. scene. Um but um 
Okay, we talked about uh, Florence and Molly in the in the mercantile. Um, Lucas and Elizabeth in his yes, office. In his office, when she finally just comes bursting in, she's like she can't stand this anymore. She's and like, "Did you see what you said?" I think it was pouring down rain too. It was because he's like Elizabeth, you are soaked. And like grabs his coat and wraps it around her. That's really sweet. And uh, she's like, "Did you?" did you mean what you said of if we're together like is this what you want you know blah 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 and he's he's just kind of like where's this coming from like you can just see this look on his face like I was just talking out loud men do not talk out loud okay like I'm sorry but do not see my brother I, I love him but he is notorious for that so you pretty much don't listen to what he says because he talks out loud so much that you never know if he's actually going to do something, if he actually wants to do something, or if he's just talking. And, yeah. and then they want to say that we read too much into what they say. Well, it's hard to figure them out sometimes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, but when uh, he tells her that it was just a realization that he and Elizabeth and little Jack can do whatever they want. I hope you haven't, I hope I haven't given you a reason to doubt me. Yeah. And of course, that's when she tells him that on her birthday, she thought he was going to propose and then he didn't. And, um, you know, it just kind of made her wonder if he had changed his mind about them. And she says, saying that out loud, I feel uh, a little silly. silly. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so he, he, goes he's like just a minute you know and he goes and gets the box and hands it to her and i love the fact that she's like just standing there looking at him and he's like yeah are you gonna open it <laughs> yeah because she's still thinking it's a ring so she's expecting this whole speech yeah. from him and you know it's, it's a pair of earrings and uh he's like i'm sorry if i made you think it was gonna be yeah. whatever she just kind of shook her head because in reality he didn't do anything mm -hmm. that would indicate he was about to propose mm -hmm. the only thing that indicated that was the fact that he had a small jewelry box yeah. so she you know she jumped to a conclusion so that was not his fault um but uh when uh he says after your extravagant gift I felt mine sort of paled in comparison. I was worried it would disappoint. Saying that out loud, I feel silly. <laughs> and then yeah. uh, she's like, we know each other better than this. And then correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't this the first time that they exchange I love you's? Because yes. I know I know Elizabeth had said it, but he was asleep. Yeah. It's the first it was, while he was asleep on her couch and she kind of whispered it but this was the first time lucas had ever said i love you yeah okay i again um i don't know i've never been in a relationship but i'm sorry do you think you would ex do you think you would think a man was going to propose to you if he had never told you he loved you um no I mean, is it just me or would you expect that to come first? <laughs> like, is it that supposed these, to come first? I'm one of these people that I, I don't 
I don't like just having to know something. I want to be told yeah. something. Like, you know, I I I get this from uh, probably more specifically my brother. Uh, he's almost like, well, of course I'm proud of you. Yeah. Like, of course I love you, whatever. And I'm thinking, you know, it would be nice to hear that every once in a while and not just have to know it yeah. because you know like when you're making these suggestions wanting to know what I'm what my plans are whatever I'm sorry I hate that question I despise that this being asked what 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 my plans are um because I don't know if y'all noticed this or not but over the past couple of years pretty much any plans anybody has made have gone completely out the window (laughs) and then on top of that I have one of these families that schedules do not work like you know you will end up on like plan z a few times you know so i'm like i I pretty much gave up trying to plan anything i'm like i i I have thoughts in mind of this is what i would like to do or this is where i want to be or this is something i want to work on or whatever but i'm very flexible within that because i got tired of making plans and them not working out and then i just end up stressed out and i finally just decided it was better to just be flexible and roll with it um but uh but yeah I, i i would kind of i mean i'm not I guess to a degree, you know, you do know, like she knows he loves her. Like there, there's not a question of that. And obviously they've kissed several times and stuff. So I guess that kind of says it in a way, but I'm sorry. I'm not like, I'm not saying I would not accept a proposal from somebody that had not told me they loved me until that moment. But I just don't think I would be looking for it it should come first before the proposal yeah which it did but I'm just saying like why would she be thinking there's a possibility of him proposing when he's never even said I love you it's kind of well I'm I know that like that time from when like Lucas and Elizabeth said I love you to his proposal is like a little bit longer in between I don't know if that like a little bit more a little bit longer time in between but it kind of reminds me of Shane and Oliver because literally they said I love you the day before Rita and Norman's wedding and then they end up getting engaged <laughs> I read enormous. This is true. Okay, their proposal too is so flipping cute because it's almost like it's almost like he wasn't planning to. That's the that's the crazy part. It's like his dad is the one that tells him you might want to check the pocket, and his dad is the one that put the green tie into the pocket. It's not like here's that tie you asked for. It's not like he came prepared for this. Or maybe his dad put the ring in there. I don't know, but I think he put the ring and the tie in there. He probably did, but it's almost like his dad is the one that initiated him doing it that night. <laughs> I think he would. Uh, I think that he, uh like at that point uh, in the show, I think he mm-hmm. was planning to propose at some point. Oh, I agree. Yeah, but. It's like uh it's like Joe's uh 
his name's Joe, right? Yeah, Joe. Yeah. Uh, it's like it's like Joe is the one that actually like prompted him, gave him the kick in the pants to go ahead and do it, essentially, instead of dragging it out as yeah. Oliver is want to do. <laughs> um, yeah. But also, also great cinematography work on their part of keeping Oliver's tie hidden. I watched- great cinematography work the first time i watched it, i was literally squealing yeah i was like what's happening <laughs> walking down the aisle and she's like are you wearing what i hope you're think wearing, you're wearing? Yeah. are you wearing what i think you're wearing and he yes. just doesn't say anything yes yes but that proposal i know <laughs> that line gets me every time this was my grandmother's she was the finest woman I ever knew until you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the fact that he didn't get to propose to Holly. He didn't yes, get thank a real wedding with Holly. So he gets essentially to start over fresh yeah. to live out his dreams with Shane. Yeah. Um, y'all, if you haven't ever watched Seinfeld Delivered, you've just got to go watch it. Like, there's yeah. no, <laughs> definitely one of the top things that Hallmark has ever done. I would say yeah. over When Calls the Heart, honestly. Yeah, I love When Calls the Heart, but Seinfeld Delivered tops it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, one question yeah. before we get back yeah. to Hope Valley. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to stay in the DLO for a little bit. <laughs> um when they were talking about the green tie did you know that the proposal was coming in that movie Hmm. like when they're at oliver's house and i think think pretty much when they were talking about it yeah you pretty much i was like yeah it's likely it's likely uh at that point okay now that that brings up an interesting point and this is this is something different between and we'll get into the um the finale of when calls the heart in the in the next episode but neither time that elizabeth has been proposed to did she know she was gonna get well i would say with jack she more knew because she's literally walking a ridiculous path of candles and rose petals i know tino candles um that um but like with Lucas, she didn't know. And y'all, again, spoiler alert, we already told y'all all this. Y'all already know at this point that, that they uh, there's a proposal in the finale. But with Shane and Oliver, Shane sees that tie. She knows what's coming. She knows it's Would you rather know that you're about to get proposed to, or would you rather be caught by surprise? That's such a hard question. Because, um, like, for example, some people, the girl, like, the guy takes the girl shopping to pick out her own ring. Okay, now, I wouldn't want that. because that I would wouldn't be either. I would rather be caught by surprise. Yeah. I feel like knowing would drive me nuts. I... I don't know how Shane kept it together. I would be like, <laughs> yeah, like I would, I would, I would rather be caught by surprise because I feel like 
I mean, obviously, generally, there is going to be conversation before that, that you know you're headed there. Mm-hmm. That, you know, both people in the relationship, it's clear, yes, we want to move forward with our relationship. Yes, we want to get married, you know, whatever. Um, But... I don't know I feel like knowing somebody was going to propose and tip to my future boyfriend do not do a bunch of like making me think this is going to happen and then it doesn't happen in order to build up the anticipation just don't do that do not do that just one time surprise me we're done yeah you know I don't I don't yeah I, I, it would drive me nuts yeah. to know it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And then you're waiting for however long for it to happen. Like yeah. that would, that would drive me berserk. Yeah. I don't know how Shane kept it together, but at the same time, it was her friend's wedding. So I can understand that wanting to. Yeah. Well, I think in that moment, she was kind of half focused on uh like she noticed the tie but at the same time she's enough wrapped up in what's going on in front of her that she didn't start geeking out over that until they're yeah. walking down the aisle to leave yeah you know, until they're walking out um but yeah um so yeah so obviously this is not the proposal scene in uh when calls the heart mm-hmm. this is not yeah. when they um proposed arthur gilchrist makes lee an offer an interesting offer to work at uh, uh well i have in my notes he's there as an employee of the hearst newspaper chain with an interest in the valley voice mm-hmm. so i think mm-hmm. what he was offering lee was a job with mm-hmm. his newspaper yeah he was interested in lee's articles yeah he thought that lee's opinion pieces would be good in his paper and uh lee's like well you know that's a tempting offer rosemary would still have a paper to run and arthur's like well i just assumed she would come with you but i think lee's thing there is realizing that he can't put rosemary out of her job by taking another job that would take them away from Hope Valley mm-hmm. for one thing. But Arthur doesn't want Rosemary, really. Like he yeah. wants Lee. He's offering Lee a job and mm-hmm. um just assuming that Rosemary would just come with Lee and just be his little wife. Which she would. She would if she thought that's what Lee wanted. But this is the paper is Rosemary's baby. Mm-hmm. and lee just has happened to have come along and um done that mm-hmm. um okay and then the conversation between uh elizabeth, elizabeth and, rosemary. and rosemary when when uh elizabeth's like do you want some tea and rosemary's like you really do put the needs of others above your own she's like why because i offered you some tea <laughs> like, yeah uh, but then rosemary said you you have your life and Lucas has his life. And one day when you two decide to join those two lives together, and I'm assuming you will, 
well, it'll be vital for the two of you to keep each other's wants in mind. Yes. And that's the end of my lecture. <laughs> and yes, yeah. I would like a cup of tea. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, uh, Henry blew up the mine. I know. Boom, indeed. <laughs> the cinematography oh, okay. was great in yes. that scene. Very With well done. Ned and Florence, I think they were in the mercantile. Hmm. and they just woke up or no they didn't look up I think well maybe they did I don't know like they look you know yeah it's like it's like just everybody in town it's like wait what was that you know and I think everybody kind of knew what it was though it's like it's like an initial what was that and then I think everybody kind of knew what it was um I think Faith like stands up from her chair or something Mm-hmm. or her desk uh-huh. Lucas yeah. is the one that looks up because he's sitting at his desk mm-hmm. and he's just like what was that yeah well and you have in the notes here um which again thank you for sending to me um uh, but uh that everyone including Lucas thought it was just thunder and Fiona says the mind collapsed in on itself Henry says I used every stick of dynamite I could lay my hands on they're just going to dig it out again. Well, they're going to try, but it's going to take them time and it'll cost, not to mention with the national steel workers strike. It doesn't make sense to build a foundry and with no foundry, there's no need for coal. What now? Bill tells Henry he needs to lay low and go to Benson Hills. (laughs) Henry, are you suggesting that I run? Lucas says this will come back to you, Henry, and Smith will hold you responsible. Uh, Henry knows that and Bill is suggesting that he stay out of jail long enough so he can take take some time figuring out how he might help him Mm -hmm. Um, and then Bill tells Lucas and Fiona that he wants us to stay in the in the office office. Um, I I love this last line here where uh, Bill says Henry I can't condone what you've done but thank you from all of us again their their relationship arc is incredible because it's like they still want to hate each other but they can't (laughs) well i I think it's more that bill still wants to hate henry than it is that henry still wants to hate bill (laughs) i second that comment yeah but i i like to hear bill avery tell somebody to get out of town until (laughs) to buy them some time like i'm saying you stay out of jail long enough for this yeah um which goes back to i'm sorry but the uh and again we'll talk we won't get into this right now but um nathan with henry in this next episode oh yeah (laughs) we'll talk about it then but it is hilarious oh man yeah um let's see uh we talked about uh minnie and joseph's conversation um oh we get a mention of Nora in this episode too Mm -hmm. when Bill was talking to Nathan in the jail uh yeah the the back and forth again very well done on uh cinematography and stuff yeah uh and just editing of putting this scene together where it's like the back and forth yeah. between Florence and Faith talking and Molly or uh sorry um sorry it's Molly 
and Faith talking, not talking. Yeah. Um, yeah. and Bill and Nathan talking. Mm-hmm. And that to me shows compatibility between Bill and Molly. Molly. Honestly, because I'm like, when did they become Hope Valley's therapist? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, therapist. And I'm not quite sure how this happened, but I'm here for it. <laughs> also, um, I think this is in the uh, the finale as well. But can we just uh, mention real quick how cute it is them in the car together? <laughs> That's their yeah, dude. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that is in the finale. Also, what else is Ned going to invent? First, it was the (laughs) Band-Aid, and now it's the automatic toaster. Oh, my gosh. Like, Ned doesn't have anything else going on, okay? Like, I mean, where does he find the time for this stuff? I'm assuming he still has his bees, because it looked like he was in his like beekeepers outfit when he was telling uh encouraging Florence to start to start uh dancing again he has the mercantile which of course he has uh Florence there now and uh Robert's handling the mail Mm -hmm. and then uh he has the pharmacy which that's not full-time for him either and yet he's still inventing stuff like sorry this makes me think of um friend of mine in Mount Airy he owns a restaurant he's a DJ well he does he does a radio show and he like goes out and does DJ gigs and he just bought another business his wife has a business I'm like dude you don't have enough go they have a daughter that you know he's he's taking her to sport events and you know theater he's done theater shows with her and whatever and I'm just like dude you don't have enough going on with your time like you needed another business to do like you needed another project I don't I struggle to keep my head above water just taking care of stuff at home for us and my grandma I don't know how people do it I really don't (laughs) oh my goodness but yes Ned with his automatic toaster and I'm sorry but the reactions from people especially Florence I feel like Florence had the best reaction when he's showing her the toaster and she's just sitting there like yeah and Fiona she said Fiona was good butter me up Ned I'll be right back (laughs) so cute and the fact that uh uh Nathan and Faith didn't show back up for the demonstration i don't know why that sticks out to me but for some reason it does um but Mike yes that back. Is, i know so cute i love the fact fiona's like mike you're back yeah yeah <laughs> and then telling him about the toaster mm-hmm. yeah ned has a new toaster oh like he's so sweet seriously i just won't hiccup like nathan's great Lucas is great. I just won't hick him. He is so sweet. Um, Allie and Robert again. Mm-hmm. Wolfie, were you pedal? Uh, Wolfie, were you even pedaling the entire time? <laughs> you are so full of beans. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm just okay. glad you didn't steer us into a ditch delivering the mail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Wolfie, same time tomorrow? Yep they're so cute um 
Okay, again with Gustav. I know I mentioned this. I don't remember if it was I don't remember if it was early in this episode or last episode that I talked about this, but um I think it was this episode. Y'all, my brain, I can't even remember. But anyway, um just the concern on Gustav's face. Like I was honestly kind of surprised he didn't ask Elizabeth, aren't you gonna read the letter? Yeah. <laughs> like he wanted to know what it said. Because yeah. he's like he's not here and she's looking around like well obviously you know and uh you know you can just see he's concerned mm-hmm. and the look on his face when she's like but his car's still here and uh he was yeah. like i think he went by horse and you can tell he's just like not impressed by that <laughs> it's hilarious yeah. yeah but um but yeah they're i i really enjoyed the uh gustav in this episode like i don't feel like we see enough of gustav uh, yeah. he is so sweet yeah. um but i love the concern that he has yeah. here like see the genuine care mm-hmm. uh, for lucas in this and even elizabeth in this um in this episode yeah so, i think we covered everything didn't we i think there was that one scene at the end with Fiona and Jerome and Arthur when Jerome and Arthur are oh yeah Mm -hmm. and this was before she sees Mike Mm -hmm. yeah it kind of cracks me up that Mike's like just standing on the like he got out on the other side of the taxi instead of getting out at the and he's just standing there waiting for them to leave that confused me I was like why didn't he just get out commuted what oh i thought you were muted i couldn't hear you for oh. a second. yeah i mean he 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 just has like the innocence of a child when i say he's a child i don't mean that insultingly it's like he yeah. just has this innocence of a child to yeah. him and uh i love that but yeah, yeah. The, um that conversation when she says, I hope you're not feeling chased out of town. You and the other investors still have an oil company here. Mm-hmm. Jerome says, I was counting on Henry being the same Henry. Unfortunately, I was wrong. Be sure to tell him that for me and expect a call about your replacement, Ms. Miller. Rather, she says, what Henry did only set us back. Fiona says, well, I wouldn't be so sure. And the two of you are presuming that Henry's to blame. Arthur says, Miss Miller, Fiona, Henry will need more than your denial when it comes to how the investors respond to this, but I understand. I do. And based on our dinner last night, I have no doubt you'll all bounce back. Um, mm. So I think Arthur, even if she's not, quote unquote, playing ball the way they're wanting her to, I think Arthur has a tremendous respect for Fiona. Um, I think so too. And uh, I think he's impressed by her and impressed by the fact that she is willing to stand up to them and that she is willing to stick her neck out there for what she believes in and to try to go up against the machine per se to to protect her town and uh, i think i think he's very impressed by that yeah which he should be yeah he should be but yeah um so is there anything else i think we're good for episode 11 all right sounds good guys one more episode one more episode to go and we're finally caught up on season nine we'll get there we'll get there i promise oh man 
All right. Well, thank you again, Nicole. Thank you and, for having me. Um, this is fun. It as is. Always. It, it's 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 good to be back doing this. I didn't realize how much I've missed it, but it's good yeah. to be back doing this. Um, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to continue to do more Christmas movies and stuff. That'll keep us busy <laughs> for a while. Yeah. Uh, between Great American Family and um, Hallmark, Hallmark movies and mysteries, and up probably TV. Up TV. <laughs> I can't keep up. Guys, we could watch TV 24-7 and not be caught up, like literally. <laughs> I haven't caught or I haven't counted how many up TV movies there are. But if you combine Hallmark, Hallmark movies and mysteries and Great American Family, that is 58 Christmas movies. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> I can guarantee you there's going to be a couple we're not going to watch, though. Yeah. There there are going to be a few that we're not going to watch. Um, and guys, that's just our, like, personal beliefs and stuff that, you know, there will be stuff that we're not going to cover or watch or whatever. Um, but, yeah, there should be some good ones coming out, though. I'm excited for those. You said there's, a like, a sequel to Five More Minutes, right? Yeah, with Ashley Williams and Lucas Bryant. I think, that is yeah. probably so good that was such a good movie that was such a good movie that was my favorite miracles of christmas movie from 2021 yeah yeah i think we need a little christmas now to quote the old song so i'm i'm looking yeah. forward to some good christmas movies there's actually a christmas movie on hallmark movies and mysteries called we need a little christmas oh my gosh <laughs> of course there is <laughs> And All right, guys. It's with it's with Erica Durant. I think I said her last name right. From North to Home. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that'll be a good one too. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Well, all right, guys. We will be back again soon. And thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.